I want people to actually know that you can do it. I mean, it's basically from jail to a millionaire. I mean, it can happen. You'd be surprised how many people in there think it's just un the only thing they can see it on TV. I mean, it can happen mm-hmm. the right way. Welcome to Freedom Slave Podcast, where fempreneurs, side hustlers, and entrepreneurs come to fast track their success. If you're a millennial girl boss, listen, hit that subscribe button so you don't miss out on any of the goods, because every week you're going to get the tools that you need to slay your business goals to create a life of time and financial freedom. I'm Ganette Jones, your host and freedom slayer in charge here. Let's begin. Hey, Freedom Slayer, welcome to episode 56 of the Freedom Slay podcast. If you've ever wondered what it feels like to reach that seven-figure mark in your business, you're in luck, as our guest has recently reached that milestone. Bon, by the way, is a seven-figure serial entrepreneur with a charitable heart, and we'll be sharing what it felt like to get to that seven figures and how exactly he got there. And I think that his reaction to hitting that million-dollar mark just may surprise you. Even more amazing than his big dollar achievement, though, is his journey. Bun, by the way, is an ex-convict, having been in jail seven times and on probation for 11 whole years. In this episode, we're going to discuss the screwed up system, what it really takes to be a successful entrepreneur, and a lot more. So it's my hope that Bun inspires you to release all excuses holding you back and to just go for it. Let's dive into the interview. Hello, Bun, and welcome to Freedom Slay Podcast. How you doing? How you doing? Pretty good. So first off, I want to get into this because I know you've beat the prison system and you launched a successful path for yourself. So can you give us a little bit of background into who you are and what it is that you do? My name is Bun, by the way. I call myself a serial entrepreneur. I just do a little bit of that. And I just was recently let out of prison for the seventh time. Did you say seventh? Yeah, seventh time. Seventh, okay. You're still counting, okay. <laughs> mm-hmm. So what would you say, like, who you are right now, what it is that you're doing, when did you get released out? Like, we want all, all the things. <laughs> okay, so basically, I after, well, now I'm on a whole different path, but right now is what I'm doing is just trying to get all my businesses intact and trying to focus and put my life on a whole different total opposite of what I used to be doing. Basically, it's getting locked up and getting in trouble and things like that. And right now, I got a few businesses. One is a luxury car rental business. I have a studio in the real estate heavy. I'm in a real estate um, a lot. And me and my partner got a live entertainment business. There's a few different businesses that right there. That's cool. Luxury car rental. So is that like for rap videos and stuff like that? Or do you find just people trying to floss around the city just come to rent? I mean, it's both uh, majority people <laughs> trying to floss. But yeah, rap videos, photo shoots, anything of that nature. Oh, cool. Okay. And I know you're from Wilmington, Delaware. So that's a place once known as the murder town. So what do you think prevented you from becoming a statistic and from saying, okay, it happened seven times. I'm out. Let me create this redirection for myself. I mean, I think actually I was a statistic, but I was fortunate enough and lucky enough to go ahead and just get the mindset frame and whatever, just to change that around and not want to be a statistic again or a statistic that where I can't have the opportunity to change and that's death and or life in prison. 
Mm-hmm. Was that like, do you think it was people that influenced you to like change that mindset? Was it a book you read? Like, what was it? Like, at what moment did you say, okay, you know what? I ain't coming back here and let's just create these businesses instead. <laughs> I mean, I think it was probably my last time going to prison where my family, I mean, all the other males in my family is majority in prison or dead. And at that point, my family, I was last one that could save my family, basically. So my father gone away for 60 years. My uncles is away. So basically, I just thought about it. I mean, I really was hurting my hurting my family. And I was really their last hope, not only just for me, but for my family and my kids. Okay, that's so cool, because that just shows like when you have this deeper why, like, okay, let me sort it out for my kid and my family. We can get ourselves together. And you said you recently got out. So how long ago was that, your last time um, you ran? I've been home now for going on two years. Mm-hmm. I got out in 2018. But I've been, going, I've been home for two years. I mean, I've been on probation forever, but I finally... Yeah, I saw that. I saw somewhere where it said, you know, you were locked up as an adolescent and on probation for 11 years. Is that right? Yeah, that's, that's insane. How yeah. how do you even do an eleven year probation? Like it's almost as if they're waiting for you to mess up and doing something Not, wrong. Literally, literally, and that's and you couldn't have said any better. I mean, I've been locked up for jaywalking, um, violated my probation for jaywalking. Are you and, serious? Yeah, I had to go in front of a judge for that. So it's just like, I mean, it was eleven years of my life where I couldn't just make little mistakes that other people make because it was just different. I mean. 10 of us was walking across the street jaywalking. I was the only one with the jail because I had probation. That's so crazy. And I mean, jaywalking is something I'll put my hand up and say everybody probably does, right? Yeah, literally. <laughs> like everyone does it. That's so crazy to me. But now you're a successful seven-figure serial entrepreneur and you figured out a way to create some awesome opportunities as well for employing felons. So was this always the plan when you came out and wanted to do your businesses? Did you say, you know what, I want to give back to those that the system's pulling down? Yeah, a thousand percent. I mean, it's so many people like me, even when I was in the system that I just seen where they basically tell us like, I mean, you got to get a job, you got to get a nine five. So basically they want you to work at McDonald's. They want you to yep. work at places like that. To them, it's just, that's what they want you to do. While you're on probation, you have no control, really. It's like, it's there or back to jail. It's like, and I wanted to not only just make business for myself, but just the opportunity where, yeah, he can work for me. This is gainful employment. This is uh, taxes he had to pay. This is this, this is that for employees. Like, I mean, for prisoners and people on probation, male or female, I just seen the struggle. Like I not only seen it, like I witnessed and I've been through it. Mm-hmm. And you know that a lot of times it is for little things like jaywalking afterwards, you know, and messing up with probation, which is so crazy. So I'm glad you're giving those guys that opportunity. For sure. um, you know, like it's definitely needed. Do you ever go back and just floss on any of the, the officers or any, anyone who was like real mean in the prison? Or you oh, yeah. Be, yeah, you do? <laughs> oh, yeah. Now they come to events and stuff that we throw and all type of stuff like that. And I just look at it now like it's just it's just crazy. I mean, these the are the people that said, yeah, these are people that say I would never be none. I'm a menace. And words like that, like I don't know how you can just label somebody like, like a menace or things like that. That's so crazy to me because 
words have such power. And if depending on your personality, like that could have completely crushed you and deterred you to go and commit another felony, you know what I mean? Or something else. You know? A thousand percent, a thousand percent. I've seen times where people say they try to get jobs and try. Some people just got, I mean, is they did dumb things when they was young, like get tattoos on their face. You can't walk into an interview and get a job at certain places because you got tattoos on the face, but this might be a hard worker, but it's just a lot of people won't give them the opportunities just off of small stuff like that. And they just try and try and try and try. And after that, they forced to go commit crime, which they want you to do anyway. So you can go back in the system and you go back and pay the state. It's like three thousand dollars a night or a week for every inmate that's in jail. So, I mean, you can it don't take rocket science to know what's going on. Yeah, that's so crazy, man. I'm sorry you went through that. And sorry, so many people, you know, are trying to correct their wrongs or getting back and throwing back in jail for little small things. It's so frustrating. So did you feel any different when you hit that million dollar goal? Like, did you do things differently? Did people treat you differently? Did you find anything changed, like seemingly overnight? Or was it like everything the same? To me, it just was really the same. I didn't really realize until I started just checking up on my businesses and my accounts and stuff like that. But it then everything was just the same. And it wasn't people didn't really because I still act the same. I still move the same. I mean, I just I mean I take a little bit more precaution, but I just I mean only people treated me different is the people in the bank. But mm-hmm. besides that, nobody else really I mean it's not really, you know what I mean? But it's I act the same because it was the same when you hit the double just digits anyway. Every time you add a digit just to me it's the same. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. And how did you come up for the ideas with you for your business? And, you know, like, which one did you begin first? Did you forget begin the luxury car rental, the studio, the live entertainment? Did you start with the real estate? Which one did you do? First? I started with real estate. I always was into, like, throwing events and stuff. So that was, like, easy. But I really started with real estate and just trying to keep a consistent income. And I think that's what it was with real estate and just flipping houses and stuff. That's, like, my specialty. Mm-hmm. And that's what allowed you to create that income for the rest of the businesses then, the luxury car rental and all of that. Yeah, absolutely. Awesome. So would you say you've always had an entrepreneurial spirit? Always, always. I always just said I never really wanted to work for nobody. I never really wanted to. It's just always been that. I knew at the end goal that I just really wasn't going. I only had worked for people and had jobs because I had to because of probation. They didn't even let you really I mean, having your own business just was even I heard of with that. I had to really like start my own businesses like on the side or under like I just couldn't even let it be known. But that was the only I always had that mind. Always. Mm-hmm. So like as a child, even before you'd say that, you know, you had things that you were doing or thinking up that was entrepreneurial and you just like you said, never wanted to work for anybody else i can completely <laughs> could completely resonate yeah, with that for sure for sure if it was selling mm-hmm. cars or anything it just was always want to just do it myself totally get that what traits would you say are the most important to become a successful entrepreneur i think consistency self-motivation i mean you don't have nobody telling you to get up every day you got to do that yourself yeah that's a big um, one <laughs> discipline just discipline is big. Mm-hmm. And do you have like any strict like morning routine or anything like that that you stick to? Like, how do you stay self-motivated and disciplined, you'd say? I mean, like I said, like my family, like keep just knowing that I got to get up. And, if I don't get up, it's like 
I feel as though nobody eat. Like if I don't get up, is my family. That's that's big. Like just my family is big. Cause like I told my, like, I don't want my mom working, my grandma working. I don't. So I'm not only doing it for me. So if I don't get up, they don't eat, and I and that's not never going to happen. Mm-hmm. And I employ a lot of family members, so it's just like I got to be on top of them, and I'm trying to give them that that role. Oh, cool. So how is that? Because I've heard working with family could be a little difficult. So how have you found working with family and friends? I mean, it's actually horrible. It's horrible. It's horrible. (laughs) Thanks for the honesty. Family, family and friends. It's absolutely horrible. But like even with friends, I can have a choice. Family, I really don't have a choice because if I fire my uncle, I might have to be my grandma's going to be mad at me and I can't have my grandma mad at me. So I just got to suck that up. But if I could give advice, don't do it. Don't do it, not with family. <laughs> oh man, I can't have grandma mad though. That is funny. So <laughs> what's something you wish your younger self knew? Like that if you knew, you think that you'd have gotten on this path even faster? I wish I knew the value in real estate. I wish I knew that, and I wish I knew about investing, man. That's I can like stress that the most, like investing in like things that you, because I spent so much money on material things and stuff like that, like that it just didn't don't matter. I could have bought properties. I could have brought so much stuff that actually will bring future income. Like, and I just wish I knew about investing. That's like a big thing. I wasted so much money on designer stuff, designer clothes, a whole bunch of bullshit, jewelry before I needed jewelry. Like, it's, that's one thing I wish I could do. I would have did. My younger self would have knew. Mm-hmm. And it's so crazy because something like finances and investment, it's so important. You think they teach it in schools, right? Like, I feel like the most necessary things just get bypassed. Even stuff like teaching kids how to vote and how to properly look at campaigns and stuff. I just feel like a lot of life lessons aren't taught in schools. And many of our parents and grandparents didn't have the experience to teach us these things either. So I'm glad that you've figured it out now and then you can teach your child, right? And do you have- For sure, for sure. And I think that's a big thing. I'm glad you spoke on that because- I think that was just basically just to control us at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. It just, I mean, why didn't they teach us that? Why didn't they? Because they wanted to teach us that working at McDonald's or working, working, getting these jobs. It's, I mean, I can go on. Like, I just think this is a whole scam and conspiracy and all type of shit. Like, because like you just said, why didn't they teach us that and invest? Why didn't they teach us uh, about voting and stuff like that? I mean, why do you think they didn't do that? I think it's purposely kept, well, school's meant to control anyway. It teaches you to follow rules. That's the whole, in my mind, that's the purpose of school, just to create rules. Because people don't learn the same. I saw this meme a while ago where it was like, you know, if you taught a fish the same way you taught a monkey to get up a tree, then you'll think one is silly, right? But it's just that they move different. And that's the same with kids. Like, so I'm a visual learner, some listen. But the stuff that we should be learning, I find that we don't. Even something like taxes, something a lot of people have no idea about, even credit. Like, they got a credit card when they got a certain age and don't realize, some people don't even realize they have to pay that money back with interest, you know? So I do feel like a lot of it is a control mechanism and just keeping people in the dark that they want to keep in the dark at the end of the day. They want us ignorant so they can penalize us. It's like, it's just that what you just said about the fish and the monkey, that's just even in the like community and the hood that I'm from, like, it's just, they tell us to go to certain schools. They tell us we got to go to certain schools. It's just, and these schools is taught not the same as these schools is taught. And it's just, 
they blame us for not knowing. So like I just said, like I'm a blessed, I didn't even finish high school. So it, after I caught a, a charge at, and as a juvenile when I was locked up, I actually wanted to go back to school and they told me I couldn't because I caught that charge. I mean, I was a child. So you tell me I can't go back to school. They wanted me to go to a, an alternative that? school that they wanted me to go to was in a neighborhood where it was peaceful people that at the time that we was beefing with, it's just a whole bunch. I'm just blessed to just have the discipline that I had and been able to turn that around. Yeah, we were able to get out of that constant cycle of not knowing, right? So I always sure. find it a blessing when we do learn these things because then it's almost our obligation to pass it on to others so that they can learn, which is what I try to do with this podcast too, speaking to people like you, you know, where you can impart that knowledge on those that are listening because everybody listening is either a entrepreneur or an entrepreneur. They either have a business or they want to have one. So right. there's so much things we don't know at the beginning of this that you can learn just from listening to someone else's experience. But oftentimes, especially we as Black people, don't have the opportunities to have people around us who have done entrepreneurial things. So I totally get it. What are you working on right now then? Because you have so many things going on, so many businesses and stuff. Like, what are you excited about right now? Right now that I got, I think I finally got all my businesses in line. I'm trying to build a space for me in the tech industry. I'm just working on a few different apps right now. I'm trying to come out with a few different apps by the end of next year. So I'm just basically trying to build a space for myself in the tech world. Cool. You are in all of it. So, okay, you're trying to build your space in the tech world and things like that, which is so exciting to me. And what would you say then is like happening with your, I remember, did you mention you were doing a documentary? I saw something somewhere about a documentary. Are you doing that still? Yeah, I'm working on it. I just want to make sure it's put together, like, right. I don't want to half-ass. I want to watch what I say. I want to make sure all my I's dotted, and my T's is crossed. But... I want to definitely do my have my documentary out by the end of 21, but I'm just putting all of it, getting all the footage I need, just from the goods, the bad, and just the ins outs, like everything. Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna be able to get to my PO, my the PO that hated me, but even just the the program that I've been in, because at the end of my journey it was actually a PO, um, same skin color as me, that actually took the time to really try to help me, like and seeing my vision and helped me out and told me the steps I actually needed to take to get off probation. So I just want to have everything, like, I just want to have everything in line. Oh, cool. So you're sharing both sides of things. Like, you're sharing the probation officer that was terrible and then the one that actually helped. (laughs) Like, not showing them, but, you know, you're speaking to it. Are you looking to put this, like, on YouTube? Are you trying to put it on, like, a Netflix, you know? I'm not sure. Of course I shop it around, but no, I'm not sure. It'd probably be on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Paris Hilton just dropped something on YouTube, a documentary. So YouTube's doing a lot right now. Yeah, and I think, sure. And you get a lot of reach there too. So, yeah. Yeah, for sure. I think that's a good idea. <laughs> and it's one question I love to ask. Actually, before I even get there, where can people find you or find out more about you? Do you have like a website or social media or anything? Yeah, you can just come, basically just find anything you got to find out about me on social and just hit the links. My Instagram is at bun, B-U-N underscore B-Y-D-A underscore W-A-Y on Instagram. And you can just, I mean, click click the links from there. Mm -hmm. Cool. And the final question I like to ask at the end of every single Freedom Slay podcast is what does freedom mean to you? 
I think freedom just basically means the ability to live a life that I design. I think just the, basically just the ability to live the life that I design. I think that's what freedom means. Mm-hmm. Doing things your way without anyone telling you which way to go, what to do. Exactly. Get, yeah, having your time and financial freedom and all the things because you're doing it by your design. I love that. And I think it's even stronger because you're saying it and you know what it feels like to have had freedom taken away from you. So, Absolutely. Yeah, I love that. So thank you so much for hopping on. No, thank you. <laughs> I appreciate it. Thank you. What a journey, huh? <laughs> if Bun can figure out a way after his really rough start, so can you. That's what I want you to take from this episode. Mindset and perseverance are so important in entrepreneurship and life in general. If you enjoyed this episode, take a screenshot and take me over on Instagram at Gainete. G-A-Y-N-E-T-E. We'll chat next time. Okay, okay, I see you, Freedom Slayer. You stayed through to the end, which tells me that you likely enjoyed this episode. Listen, if you haven't already, do your sister a favor by heading on over to the iTunes store to leave a review for the podcast. It'll help others like you find a benefit from it. And look, it also helps with the rankings. Hashtag transparent AF. I appreciate you. 